0: Hey, everybody, back with another exciting episode. In fact, today's guest is Zooming in all the way from the exotic locale of the Dominican Republic. And Sergio Mansur has a very, very interesting real estate journey. First of all, Sergio didn't get started with real estate investing until he was in his late 40s. In fact, he was almost 50 years old when he really got the bug and really kicked things into gear. However, he didn't waste any time. Within five years, he built up a significant portfolio enough for him and his family to live very, very comfortably, quit the J O B, and in fact move from Canada down to the Dominican Republic, where he is actively investing in real estate. So Sergio, great to have you on the on the show. Welcome. Hi, Dave. Thanks for having me. My pleasure, my friend. All right. Well, let's jump in. Let's let's just kind of Take a very brief look at what got you into real estate investing at not an old age, definitely not an old age. I mean, hell, i'm fifty four. so forty eight sounds young to me now, but at an at a an older yeah. age than some other people who are actively getting into real estate. what What sparked that?
1: Yeah, I would say I always you know run a traditional career, corporate career. I'm an yeah. engineer by trade. I got a you know a master in business administration, and all my focus for many many years has been on you know finding a job and a better job and getting promoted and basically climb the, the corporate ladder, right? Yeah, so that's what I did for you know over uh, 25 years, and everything worked really well from a you know from my job point of view. Like I had a uh, you know a really good job with lots of responsibility. I feel like I, I learned a lot. I met a lot of people. So it was really positive from every point of view, I would say. But I was really stuck in that, uh, you know, salary mindset, right? For, for The for employee
0: more. mindset. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Especially because especially you had a high-paying job, it sounds like. Yeah. That's the what they call the golden handcuffs sometimes.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. That's why, you know, I guess we'll get into that later on. But I, I, I quit my full-time job recently just in December 2022, right? So, yeah. So, uh, again, I, I, I did a traditional career. Uh, I guess here we're talking about investing. I would say my wife and I moved to Canada about 15 years ago. And mm-hmm. for the first 10 years, we invested in the traditional way without really being, a, you know, pursuing a specific education on kind of how to invest. I did the traditional things. We save uh, uh, as much money as we could.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: that, uh, that definitely helped because we really needed to, to get ahead, especially when we came to Canada and we were not kids, right? So we really needed to, to catch up financially. Yeah. So, yeah, so we focus on, you know, uh, earning more income, and keeping our expenses as low as possible, and saving as much as possible, and then our invest our investing when we started having you know, some something to to invest. I guess when you have very little to invest, it doesn't really matter, right? If you're getting great returns or not, because it's yeah. still gonna be a return on, on on a small amount, right? But when you start saving some money and you start to invest, and within the traditional way, like you know mutual funds, ETFs, paying down our mortgage. Mm-hmm. Uh, And it worked, but I I realized that I was in a slow lane. I realized that, you know, from a wealth building point of view, I needed to do something different, probably something dramatically different. Mm -hmm. And real estate was something that I had in the back of my mind. And I never really, I I always saw it as as risky, something that, you know, my family has never done Right. Uh, and I felt that, okay, maybe I'm the, the, the food that gets into the market at, at the right time, at the, at, at the wrong time. Yeah. Um, I was thinking more of like like one thing that I see of many people, right? That they think of real estate that they don't think of as a business. They think as, okay, as buying gold or buying, you know, Bitcoin. That you kind buy of speculative.
0: And, a lot of people see it as exactly. a speculative type thing. Yeah. Exactly.
1: So I, I, w- I was totally in that camp. and. and until I started to you know to to educate myself and and then I realized that hey uh, this real estate is really a vehicle that a lot of people have used and are using successfully to you know to create wealth so I better explore that uh, a little bit further. So, so let me
0: let me ask you this, Sergio. Was there any one thing that kind of really sparked that? Because it sounded like you know you had whatever that was fifteen years of good trajectory with the job and. Money stashed away, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, everything the financial planner told you you should do and all that kind of stuff. What was it that just kind of turned on that light bulb for you that you decided, you know what, this is a slow lane, let's find the yeah. fast lane. And what was that specific thing that that made you say, yeah, real estate is it? Yeah.
1: I would say the bedroom was the frustration, right? That I was in a slow lane, I was calculating, okay, if I work for another 10 years, 15, 20 years... It's not gonna dramatically change, yeah. and I'm not gonna create the wealth that you know that in the past I, I ambition, right, and be able to retire early and all that stuff that most people think about. So it was that frustration that definitely was a, a key driver. And then, uh, if I have to pick one thing or one book, I would say I'm not gonna be original here. Like rich dad poor dad from Robert Kiyosaki, yeah. and then the the cash flow quadrant. Those are two books that really... Change my mind right <clears throat> when i heard you know or when i read uh, robert kiyosaki talking about savers are losers i said okay what are you talking, you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> those, those <laughs> are, are fighting words kiyosaki yeah that's what you <laughs> exactly, think exactly i mean in, in in his style at least he you know I, I opened my eyes and i realized that hey there is a lot that i can do real estate seems to be an interesting vehicle Got Let's Learn more i can use financial leverage to you know to move even faster um yeah, so uh, I started educating myself. I, at some point in time, I almost got into a, you know, more conservative uh, investment. I would say is, you know, path like buying single family properties. But I'm a numbers person, right? So I was running the numbers, and I realized that hey, if I want to create some significant cash flow that eventually I can leave my job, I cannot just buy condos or single family homes, right? Right. Get, uh, very little cash flow because I would have to buy 50 to, to get some decent cash flow, right? Exactly.
0: So, so what, did you, what did you focus on?
1: Yeah, so, so I, I, I realized that, hey, the, what they now call the burst strategy, but uh, even five years ago, I think people were calling it differently, but I guess it always, always existed, right? The opportunity yeah. to add value on a property and then go and refinance and take money out. And if you do the right, you know the right uh, renovation and uh, you spend the right amount and if the property appraises in the way that you expect or better you can pull you know a lot of that money out then you you end up with a property that because you added a, a, a second unit for example will have a better cash flow but less money into the deal because you refinance a big chunk of that so that you, you get more cash flow and better return on the invest on the remaining capital invested, right? So that's basically the, the formula. That, and, and
0: where where were you buying these properties, Sergio? Yeah, so,
1: so we, we did uh, everything in
0: Welland, Ontario. Welland, Ontario, okay. Is yeah, so that where you were living or where were you living at the time?
1: No, no, no. I live in Milton, which is uh, an hour away. But at okay. that time, after, you know, talking to people and seeing where the trends were and how are, were property prices performing, I realized that, OK, I'm probably a little bit late getting into Hamilton because it was already getting yeah, right here. Hard. And, yeah. and the, the, the cash flow was a little bit tighter. But say OK, the next thing would be St. Catherine's. And then uh, I, I found a lot of, uh, you know, positive things in, in Welland. So yeah, that's, that's really where we bought our first property. The first one was a triplex that had a purpose-built oh, okay. triplex that had two units vacant. So at least it, it allowed me to completely renovate the two vacant units, then go and refinance, and, and that worked really well. But then I learned more about the duplex conversion strategy. So all the projects from now on, and we did like probably like nine or ten, were all purchased of single family, and adding a, sec- uh, a legal second suite, you know, working Very with nice. the PIAN, getting now. Permit. Did you
0: have Did you have any background in construction or renovation before this, Sergio?
1: Actually, no. Uh-huh. So- I'm an engineer, I'm an industrial engineer, so I never work in construction or anything related. I really had to learn everything from from scratch. But the reality is that I I didn't do the renovation myself. Right? It was more like learning the process, learning the basics. And trying to get the right uh, general contractor that will lead our renovation, right? So
0: very good. So, how many of those properties did you build up in Welland or in Ontario uh, that allowed you to finally, you know, be able to quit your job? And what was the time frame? And how how did all of that work? Because it sounds yeah, like it's no, self financed a lot.
1: Yeah. The, the The time frame was about uh, three years. I was able to uh, once I came to the realization that hey I can put a HELOC in my house and use that money to get started. Especially when you wanna buy you know one deal or another deal and you need the down payment money plus the renovation money simultaneously, yeah. so that, that adds up. So um, yeah, th- that's what we did. So I had some savings. We pulled a, you know a HELOC from our principal residence, uh, and then I really leveraged the fact that I had a, a good 4 and, uh, and an excellent credit score, and I was able to get actually probably you know many more mortgages from a lenders that some people are are, are able to. Right. But I guess it helped me, you know, my 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 job income. It helped me my credit score, and it also helps a lot it helps a lot. I think the fact that. I was, you know, purchasing the right property and the, the, the numbers were, they were were really good because, you know, how many people, if you buy the wrong property and then that wrong property actually pulls you down. Right, for sure. Right, instead of boosting you. So, yeah. So we did, uh, in about three years, we did the the Cypress, but probably like 10 projects. So I, wow. I so you're doing two.
0: like... You're doing like three a year kind of things for three or four a year three, for three years Four,
1: yeah at some point in time we were purchasing you know one every two or three months and normally nice. have a, a couple of projects uh, on the go so time. how are you
0: managing all of that with a very very full-time job and i understand a you know a, a young and growing family lots lots of juggling there. Lot,
1: yeah lots of challenges Lots yeah. of challenges. It, it wasn't easy. It was really, you know, I, you know, preparing myself to know that it wasn't going to be easy. But regardless, whatever gets thrown my way, yeah, I'll, I'll figure it out, right? I'll deal with it. I'll solve problems. And hopefully I'll learn something that I can leverage for the next deal and so on, right? Uh, I think the key real estate investment is really not giving up, right? It's not something that is conceptually, uh, you know, see. I mean, it is conceptually simple, but it doesn't make it easy, right? Right. It is difficult when you get to deal with a lot of uh, problems that you don't anticipate. And what I realize, you know, for myself and what I tell everyone is like, hey, at some point in time, you're going to run into problems. Maybe not in the first deal, maybe not in the the second, the third, but at some point in time, you're going to start to deal with, you know, with crappy contractors, with Mm -hmm. a bad tenant you're gonna you're gonna run into problems and you know what just welcome those problems
0: just <laughs> well you know what that's that's something i want to talk to you about Sergio, because you've got a, a unique perspective you're originally from argentina you immigrated to canada about 15 or 20 years ago now uh 15 uh, 2007 so almost 2007 that's oh, okay. yeah okay so over 15 years ago um so that that takes courage to leave your home country and immigrate to a completely different country different language different laws different customs everything is different i can i can remember that because i i am i went the other way i immigrated from canada to costa rica and lived down there for 10 years so i can well, relate as the fish out of water kind of yep. scenario and having to learn everything from scratch kind of thing so Do you feel like that kind of helped you deal with some of the problems that came up with contractors, with crappy tenants, with laws and rules and regulations that might not make a lot of sense? Um, How how did that experience help you?
1: You know what? I, I, I think it did. Yeah, I think it did and I think it you know overall having to deal with so many e- issues in Argentina which is you know one of the reasons why my wife and I uh, moved to Canada because we wanted to you know form a family and we wanted a better future and we wanted to get ahead right mm-hmm. and everything in Argentina was super difficult very stressful so actually coming to Canada was a blessing from from that point of view for sure but I think it developed you know it helped me develop a tough skin, right? And then I'm um, probably the right attitude that okay, I, I'm I'm now in Canada, I'm, I'm em- immigrant, I'm not a kid anymore. I need to do
0: things right. I yeah. need to,
1: you know, save money. I need to educate myself. I need to plow through yeah. whatever I, I
0: need to take advantage of this opportunity of I've, I've created for myself to to leave a situation where I couldn't really get ahead. And now I'm in a situation where I can and now I gotta make it happen. Right. That's
1: Exactly. In Argentina, it was it was so stressful because you really have a, a lot of open fronts in your head, right? You have to worry about the inflation, the currency depreciation, the insecurity, security in the street, etc., corruption, everything. Here in Canada, it was like, wow, this is great. I mean, I can <laughs> worry about my job and I try not to. Everything else was working pretty, pretty well, right? It really allowed me to allow us to put the focus on building, you know, building a family. And investing in the future. As I said, for many years we didn't, you know, think about real estate, but then when we decided to get into real estate, we went in You're uh,
0: all in. You all, went all in. All in. You, you, you laser focused. So let me ask you this, Sergio. You talk about you had the one of the advantages you had in a, in addition to this mindset, in addition to this attention to detail that your profession kind of dictates you must have. Plus, I'm sure it's part of your personality as well. Every engineer I've ever met has been very, very, very meticulous. So, so those are some big advantages you bring, bring to the table. The other one was, you know, you had a high paying job with a good, a good track record there. So the banks were very happy to loan you money, especially on single family homes. But was there ever a point where you kind of hit that wall and you had so many single family homes that the the bank said sorry Sergio, uh, we don't want to finance. Oh yeah, anymore.
1: yeah, totally. And that was probably about the you know uh, about a year ago. So after we did all the those investments that I mentioned in in Güellan for about three years, then I realized that okay, the, you know the the market here in Ontario was getting you know hotter and hotter, and the numbers yeah. were not working as well as in the past and it started to get a little bit more risky. So then I started you know find looking for a different place to invest and that's okay. how we we actually you know uh, focus on Calgary and oh, okay. 2021 and early 22 uh, yeah we purchased purchase uh, five properties in the in the Calgary
0: area uh, uh,
1: and that uh,
0: same but the same idea single family homes that you I converted
1: I went with the same uh, idea, but then I had to uh, adapt to the realities of a a different market and the product that was available there. And I realized that I didn't need to go through all the renovations myself. So all the the duplexes that we purchased, legal duplexes that we purchased in Calgary, are all turnkey. So we didn't have to
0: go. They were uh, were built to purpose legal duplexes. So you bought them, did you buy them brand new pretty much?
1: Yeah, the, a couple were you know just uh two years old and okay. a couple were brand new and another one was only just a few a few years old oh, so
0: very good.
1: but yeah I realized that hey you know what the the the, wow. the the entry price in calgary is much lower the you know the the rents were good you know landlord tenant laws uh, much better are so much better than than Ontario right? like day and night so yeah everything worked for us to say hey we can keep going here it's not going to take a lot of time because I'm by the, the the you know the, the, the property's already turnkey yeah. and it well it worked uh, really well it worked really well oh so, that's, so
0: you just stepped but, right into positive cash flow right from day one
1: yeah, e- yeah. even with the property management. Wow! Which yeah, is,
0: that is good.
1: Within Welland, we we always manage the properties ourselves, which was great. And finding tenants ourselves, it was of course, it's a lot of work, but it really allowed us to learn a lot, right? Yeah. So then, in the Calgary market, I was able because of that, I was able to you know find the right property manager, right? Because yeah. I know the type of job that I'm outsourcing because I I, I did it. You've I done it that, yourself.
0: Yeah, you got the experience. So I
1: see that as a that that is an advantage, right? So, so so what did that, how
0: did you do it for finance? Did you hit that wall and and so did you yeah, have to do yeah, something yeah. different at Calgary? Wall.
1: Yeah, when we when we were uh, you know 13, 14 uh, properties. So actually, I was at least lucky that I hit that ceiling much much later than than other people. But yeah, I got to that point that point where a lenders were not really an an, an option anymore. So uh, as I said, that was probably about a year ago, uh, 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 a little bit less than that. And then uh, we realized that also because of you know, all, all the stuff that happened in Canada about a year ago and some frustration and some disappointments, we started to think that, hey, maybe it's a good idea for us to start diversifying our wealth out of Canada a little bit. So let's start with something. And that's how we started we said okay you know what let's find a a, a vacation property Mm. uh, you know in the caribbean or central america at that time we we didn't know exactly where even if we have to finance that property cash okay we can still refinance some properties we're going to have the cash let's start uh, going down that path and buy something that we can you know that will allow us to continue invest that will pay for itself but at the same time um that we can use right, right, uh, and my wife and I and my kids. Yeah, we we always love coming here. You know, if we can, if we were able to, you know, at least two two times a year, right? We so we thought. So okay, you, you found can, the
0: Dominican. You just dis- discovered the Dominican Republic and. That's where I yeah, decided yeah. to focus.
1: Been, even, even for you know, for work, I was here like 20 years ago. Like okay. I really know this country and this island uh, uh, a lot, and I, I really like it. I see a lot of uh, positive trends uh, going on. That's why we we realized that hey, in a place like the where we are right now, which is in the north coast of uh, the Dominican Republic, close to Puerto Plata it's not just dominica there are actually lots of foreigners lots of canadians you wouldn't believe how many canadians are oh here. i
0: can believe it yeah
1: americans uh, europeans and i realized that hey it's not just retirees as it was in the past but there are actually a lot of families with young children and those families need a solution mm. for, for for their kids and, and we realized hey they are private schools good private schools for for the kids so yeah. we said hey why don't we you know why don't we try that uh, ourselves that was in parallel to me projecting you know leaving my job by the by the end of 2022 right so we said okay once i leave my job i can really you know i will have the the freedom to move almost anywhere <laughs> anywhere that i wanted right so we said okay let's move to the dominican republic We'll stay there for some time, maybe for many years. We'll, we'll see, right? I mean, yeah. we, still, we haven't moved that—that—that that, 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 you know, only for a few months so far. But so far, it's it's really good. We are we like so. It. So
0: what what are you are, what are you planning to do real estate wise now, Sergio? Are you gonna yeah, start I doing mean, some stuff in Dominican? I
1: I am becoming a full time investor now that I left my full time job. So that's really what I wanted for for some time. That's something that I'm very passionate. That I that I, that I really like. And yeah. if I can combine, you know, the the lifestyle with being a full time investor, that's heaven for me. Right. That, that's really something that I. So that what I
0: what kind of projects I, are you looking at? What are you thinking yeah, about so, doing now?
1: So 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 far we had the three deals on the go here. So we purchased. A, Uh, You know, in May 2022, so even before we Mm -hmm. came, we purchased a a villa in a gated community as an investment. Uh, I actually just sold that villa. It closes now in April because I probably didn't get the best advice and it wasn't the best in terms of cash of cash return. But, you know, that's life, right? That's how you learn. That's how you learn. So so we sold that villa, but then also we bought uh, a piece of land in a gated community. And we built a mm-hmm. villa that is is ready, so we're already living in that uh, in that new villa. It's a larger three bedroom villa, fully equipped, like really kind of the you know the, the house of our dreams. <laughs> Good, nice. Yeah. So now now we got into a pre construction condo in a place nearby uh, in, called Encuentro, which is uh, now that I'm here in the area, I'm starting to see opportunities everywhere.
0: Nice. It's really a matter of. So what are you right are thing. you planning on doing? Furnished short-term rental type deals or or what are your thoughts there? Yeah.
1: Yeah. The the nice thing about this area right now is that sometimes you can have the project, the numbers really work with long-term rentals, which is probably like, I would call it a a mid-term rental or, you know, six months, 12 months furnished to foreigners, to many foreigners that are coming here because they want to settle here or they want to give it a try and yeah. maybe they don't buy a, per- a property right away, but they, they, want, to they rent want to do rent. six
0: months, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. Or many that are building also, you know, oh. they, they hire someone in a community to, to build a house, but they are waiting for that house to be completed. And in the meantime, they uh, they need a place to rent, right? Nice. So there you have, you know, good rents, solid uh, solid tenants, uh, and that is kind of the, the baseline. But if you can do a short-term rental then it's a bonus right the returns are even better i just learned the hard way that okay not all communities or all condos are great for short-term rental the property that we had was going to be you know not the best play for short-term rental especially during the the low season here Mm -hmm. which is kind of from april to, to october i would say or april to november so when I projected the numbers as a you know as a long long term rental, I said, okay, this is not the cash on cash return that I that I was thinking of. Let me recycle that capital and purchase something else that would give a better return.
0: So without getting into too much details, yeah, is- what's the big difference there between the one that you had and the one that you're that you bought or the built or the one that you're you're buying right now? What what's the big difference uh, that you so found? So the,
1: the the condo we're buying right now, I think, is going to be an excellent play in terms of short-term rent. It's in an area where there's, that it's developing really fast. There's a lot of young people. It's a studio. That area is perfect for people that come on their own or just a young couple, especially surfers. Right, <laughs> that area is nice. great for, for surfers. And Airbnb can work well pretty much all year, right? The, the gated community where we live, which is the house that we initially bought or the one that we built, it's, a, it's, it's better for long-term rentals. Got it. Right? That, yeah. That's why. But the one that we have is the one that we that we live yeah, living in that one. this yeah. one for, for for some time. But what we realized also is that building was a, a good investment too. Like if mm-hmm. we have to turn around and sell the house, we can we can
0: sell it for you got a, You, got, a you a created rate. some instant yeah. equity there by building it yourselves, getting it built exactly. yourselves. Exactly,
1: yeah. different from the one that we purchased resell that we sold it for a little bit more than what we bought it for because the market here is still hot. But after all expenses, whatever, is kind of break-even. So to yeah. me, it was more like redeploying the capital
0: uh, somewhere else, right? Yeah, so at here, least you what didn't I lose think- on that one. So yeah. where, do you, where do you see yourself going in the next 12 months, Sergio? Yeah, so uh,
1: as I said, I think here, uh, you know, there are opportunities to make, make you know, some, some decent profit on a villa that you can buy or a condo. Probably not every villa or every condo, you really have to educate yourself, but that works. But what I see, the the biggest opportunities are in projects where you can add some value. So same thing that happened in Canada, I would say that's probably something that's common all across the the world, right? When you find the properties that maybe they are run down and you want to do a flip or a multifamily or even land development, that's what I see. That you know that the the the, the better returns are, are gonna be. So I'm you know I'm I'm educating myself, meeting lots of people probably every day, trying to you know you know to have a team here and find the right support to be able to to continue uh, doing what I'm doing right. And maybe yeah. not buy turnkey properties, but get into more land development or other interesting stuff that, again, that I know I still have a, a lot to learn but the uh, but the opportunities are seem to be very very interesting.
0: Well I think I you know. got a big advantage you speak the language that's a huge advantage That is an,
1: that is an advantage for sure yeah
0: <laughs> They probably give you a hard time about your Argentinian accent but you you definitely
1: Yeah they, <laughs> they pick up my accent where I am from
0: very quickly for sure How, How's your bachata coming no, I don't dance. I mean, <laughs> don't I, do the bachata. No, no. <laughs> so Sergio, are you are you planning to bring on investors or joint venture partners to do these development type deals? What What are your thoughts there? Are you gonna keep yeah, self financing yeah, yeah. everything?
1: Yeah. No. 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 Self financing now. Uh, Now I really hit that ceiling because here there is some financing available, but it's expensive, of course, and it's maybe up to 60% loan to value. There are private lenders. There are also some, some local banks that are willing to finance to foreigners like people from the us or canada that they will qualify you there but it's up to you know 60 percent loan value the interest rates are, are much higher maybe 15, 15 years amortization instead of 25 so but those options are more for people that are still living in canada where i like right. that now that i'm here and i don't have a you know a job in canada anymore i won't qualify for for those so uh yeah, so definitely, uh, you know, it's trying to, you know, keep uh, working with some of my capital and eventually, you know, raise capital to to keep going, right? So-
0: no, that, that makes a lot of sense. You remind me of some uh, an interesting client couple uh, of mine from a few years ago, Jamie and Leslie. Uh, kind of a similar story, but they they hit the wall a lot faster than you said here when it comes to to self financing. They were able to do two little burrs on their own, and then they had to start raising capital, but that allowed them to scale very, very quickly. They went from three units to eighty-eight units in in two years. It was, and then they discovered they they didn't make it down to the Dominican. They discovered Curacao, so that's that's their Caribbean thing, and same idea as you guys. They wanted to start vacationing there, so they went down and they bought a. A residence that they fixed up, they kind of did their own burr, furnished it. They stay there. They were staying there when they'd go visit two or three times a year. Rented out short-term rentals when they weren't there. Then they did another one with investors, and then same kind of thing. Now, then they started seeing all these opportunities. Last time I talked to these guys, they bought kind of a, a rundown little resort, and they were renovating that with. Joint venture partners, investor, investor capital, uh, yeah, yeah. and they're going to turn the whole resort into a short-term rental type community. That was so. There's so many opportunities.
1: Actually, about a year ago, I talked to Jamie.
0: Nice. So at that nice. time,
1: I was exploring different areas, so yeah, I talked to him. But then that was the only time that I talked. So I'm curious to see where they are right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I haven't t- talked to him for. But I mean, they're like you; like they're very, very focused. And when they, when they put their mind to something, uh, they, yeah, they make it happen. So, no. Yeah, the, the, ma- the
1: main challenge here, and they probably run into the same issue there, or maybe you run into the same issue in Costa Rica, is that you don't have a multiple listing service, right? So, it's hard to see how much properties are selling mm-hmm. from, even if you go to the registry. Many, many transactions are not registered at the actual purchase price, but there is another registration amount that you agree with the buyer and that's how properties are registered, you know, for for tax purposes, right? To save
0: taxes. Yeah, well, and so again, that might be a little bit similar to some of your experiences back in Argentina as far as fluctuations and flexibility, so to speak, around legalities and accounting and
1: yeah, it was fr- uh, a little bit frustrating initially because we're used to doing things in a certain way and i think yeah. that having you know uh, multiple yeah. listing services and having comps at the end it helps consumer right because it gives you better visibility more protection in terms of how, am i really paying the the right price or not here is you really have to you know work with the right people and trust their advice in a market that is so not transparent, right? Yeah, and also yeah. where you have a lot of people that are trying to do real estate and they are just after the the juiciest commissions, and they yeah. will sell you anything, right? They will, oh, yeah, oh,
0: they'll, they'll rip you off, yeah. They will it's rip interesting, you off.
1: exactly. It's, it's they, they will tell you out oh, this rent for this much, or you can sell yeah. it for this amount, whatever, and you cannot call their bluff because there are no comps, right? So, it, that is a very tricky situation. That I'm navigating. Here's,
0: here's what you're probably going to find, Sergio, because this is it, this is fascinating. Years ago, my uncle moved from Canada down to Mexico, spoke no Spanish, right? had to use had a car dealership in Canada, moved down to Mexico, married a Mexican. so there was his instant translator there. but he yeah. got into real estate and he got into a, a combination of, of sales and de- small development type deals. But the real key for him, because again, you got—he didn't speak the language. He didn't know the whole thing, but he got himself a right-hand guy to help him out, who was a a lawyer, a local lawyer. So the the guy understood the laws and and all that kind of stuff, and how they worked and didn't work, and all that kind of stuff. And then he just he got very good at finding off-market deals because that's. There's no MLS either. There was none back there. Exactly. Yeah. there. There is today, but it doesn't work for the damn. But anyhow, that that uh, y- y- they're not going to fix the system, right? you got to work with the way it is because it's not going to change anytime soon. So that's the key. you got to find that local guy or gal that could be your right-hand person that can make sure you're not getting screwed yeah. over, make sure, you know, knows. Yeah. What, and very quickly, you're going to know what's worth what. oh yeah yeah for sure it just takes
1: time right it's a number game i mean it's meeting you know people after people and Usually, you know, initially they see you as a foreigner that have money and doesn't yeah. know much, so they, they will try to rip you off. They want to off. rip you off, yeah. Yeah, it's like it, it happens nine out of ten times, right? That's yeah. the scary portion. But again, you have to keep going. You have to, you know, continue meeting people and, until you find the, the people that you can trust. And from my experience so far, I'm trying to really work with the people that have been here for, for a long time, Exactly, right?
0: like, The other like, foreigners who've already found, they've already... Crack the code, right? Because that's a shortcut to the team, right there.
1: Exactly, and at the same time, I, I, I mean, I'm, I, I know what I know, and I, I also know what I don't know, and I know yeah. that I want to have the right team that I can turn around and and help me avoid potholes that I can get into just because I'm I'm relatively new here, right? So yeah,
0: yeah, that's good. Well, you're a fast learner, my friend. I'm sure you're going to, you're you're going to figure things out very very quickly, and and create some exciting things in your new your new home. So congratulations on number one, getting there so quickly, relatively speaking, right? So, so many people think that, that real estate investing, it's going to take them decades to reach their goal. You shortcutted that, you know, you talk about five, actually you did it pretty much in three years, if I understand correctly, you did the majority of that in about three years, right? So that's, it, it doesn't need to take forever. Congratulations, Sergio.
1: Yeah. And again, you mentioned raising capital. I mean, I I always knew how important that is. And I know that's kind of in my to-do list to do a better job in that area, for sure. It's just that before, you know, with with my full-time job and the family, I just, I didn't need it. I really didn't have the time. To me, it was more like rinse and repeat. Okay, one strategy in one area that works. Let's put my blinders on and double down on what I know and not get distracted, but but definitely that is something that I'm going to have to do right now for sure,
0: right? So. Well, I, I can guarantee you something, Sergio. If you do it right, there's going to be a lot, and I mean a lot, of Canadians interested in looking at your Dominican deals. That's for sure. There's there's a lot of demand around that. So, you this has been a lot of fun, Sergio. If people want to find out more or connect with you, what, what do you do? Are you a, are you a social media guy? Are you an email yeah, guy?
1: I, I was never really a social media person. I never paid much attention, but uh, you know, now, now I'm, I'm started. So the easiest way to find me is uh, Facebook. So the last couple of uh, months ago, I started to, you know, post uh, you know, stuff in, in Facebook. I, I'm going to be doing much more. So that's probably the best way to, to get to me. Yeah.
0: Very good. Sergio, thanks so much.
1: This has been great. Okay. Thank you, Dave. Nice talking to you.
0: My pleasure. All right, everybody. Take care. Get out there. Do something. And we'll see you on the next episode.